Hi, I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and you're listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. Hey y'all, um, my name is Abujinata Diallo. I use she, they pronouns, and I'm a black queer trans woman. Um, I wrote this piece a few months ago for my personal statement, and I really hope you enjoy it. Um, so the reason why I cherish the idea of just being true to myself, no matter what, um, dates back to middle school. So I was the only masculine presenting student who acted quote-unquote femininely, spoke femininely, or chose to surround myself with mostly feminine presenting students. And I was instantly signaled out by my other masculine presenting students for my quote-unquote abnormal behavior. And later on, I would become their number one punching bag. So the masculine presenting students in my middle school ridiculed my personality and behavior every chance they got Um, and this usually happened in the classrooms the hallways the playground and even in an after school so most of the time I really just chalked up uh, their ignorance to the fact that they had never met an immigrant person before like I was or that they had never heard of Guinea my home country in West Africa but then I found myself backed into a corner one winter afternoon right before Christmas break. And, you know, three of my masculine presenters classmates decided that it was okay to chase me across the playground after my dance class. So I remember it was like 20 degrees outside. And all I wanted to do that day was to get home and just rest after a brutal, you know, dance practice for the Christmas show that we were going to have a week from then. So I remember one of them, a tall and slightly muscular kid from the basketball team, shouting in my face and saying that, you know, we saw you shaking your ass on stage. And then I remember him dropping the F-bomb. And, you know, this kid's breath really smelled like Cheez-Its and mint gum. And it was a terrible combination that really turned my stomach And I remember trying to back away and trying to find the nearest playground exit. But since they were taller than I was and since they were bigger than I was, uh, you know, they were able to move me back. And I remember them, you know, verbally abusing me by calling me really disgusting words that I'm really not going to say now. And I remember when they when they saw that they would not break me with their words, one of them decided to take their knee and to nail me in the stomach. And I remember at that moment, I remember falling on the concrete. And, you know, the worst part of that whole situation was that I really couldn't um, discuss this with my family because I knew they would tell me to toughen up, to act like my ma- my older masculine presenting siblings. So I decided to try and change my personality, you know, to act more quote unquote masculine. And so I remember when I did this for a few months and I really didn't feel comfortable in my own skin because I was acting, I I was acting like something that I wasn't. And so, you know, I just decided to go back to 
my old ways of just you know being feminine and just staying true to myself and I, re- I remember it took me a while to you know discuss these these experiences that I was having with my sister Kajetu whom I trusted based on based on our years of you know bonding through dress up through dancing through gossiping and I remember when I told her what was going on I remember her you know telling me that they're all bigots and it was nothing but bigotry and that it, you know I'm just going to be like I'm not really uh, me listening to what they were saying really wasn't going to do me any good and that you know I just need to stop listening to what they're saying because all they're saying is just false things and if I listen to that it's not really going to do me any good so I remember after telling her you know sharing my truth with her a few you know two years I think two years later I remember after sharing my truth with her I remember she, you know, she embraced me and I remember her just saying that I love you and I see you. And those words really helped me, you know, because at that moment I really stopped renting space to those bullies and I stopped listening to what they were saying. And, you know, obviously they never really stopped, but I knew their words were nothing but hate. And I remember, you know, I remember my junior year of high school, you know, a classmate of mine decided to call me, you know, the F word. And I remember at that moment, because I had really worked on myself, I really didn't care about what he was saying. You know what I mean? I just rolled my eyes and I you know, I just rolled my eyes and I just smiled at him because I was just like, you're, you know, you're... You, you you're re- like you know what you're saying right now makes no sense and i'm not really gonna listen to you but i remember one thing he said was that you know islam doesn't really have any space for you know queer people and i remember just telling him no like what you're saying is wrong because there are a lot of queer muslim people out here and we all know that you know allah which is the god that we um we worship we know that he you know that that god loves us and whatever you say you know we're not really gonna listen to that because we know the truth and that is all that really matters but i remember really like laughing at him and i remember thinking at that moment i was just like if this was me back in middle school i would have probably wanted to like disappear or even to like burst into tears because of what he said but at that moment that didn't really happen because I knew the truth and that and I knew at that moment that that is all that matters. Nothing that he said or anybody said really it just didn't matter as long as I knew my truth. So I say all that to say that you know every time I wake up in the morning I just try and remember that Allah created me the way he intended for me to be and I know that I am not abnormal but i am normal you know whatever that means i know that i'm normal for me you know and i believe that i can be true to my muslim beliefs but also be true to myself you know what i mean i know that by many measures i am not your normal or typical person but i know i see but i now see that as my greatest strength you know my my being quote-unquote abnormal or not you know cis heteronormative i know that that is my greatest strength right and i have learned to embrace who i am and in doing that i have also learned to embrace other people especially those people that may be called abnormal or different and i'm not afraid to be i'm not afraid to be me you know what i mean and i am not afraid for you to be you and you know that's just 
that that's just you know my my little you know you know people will probably call it a ramble but you know that's just you know those are just you know some things that i had to say and i really hope that this resonates with some people and i hope that somebody can really learn something from this and thank you la bujanate we hear you hear this story know this story you are this story at some point queer people are these stories thank you one thing that i just want to point out they said I'm not afraid for you to be you. There's a lot of power in that. Thank you. Of course, as always, I want to thank my on-air sponsors, Michael J. Gabrowskis and Jose de la Cuesta. And I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and thank you for listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. And remember, listen, learn, love.